This series has been great. It's really a chance for us to step back a little bit and explain to you how we do things here at Providence and how our ministries are structured and why they are structured the way that they are. It's been good to be able to say this is what All In looks like for us here at Providence and, and communicate all of that to you. I've also talked to several of you that have said, hey, when are we going to start preaching again and doing like our normal thing? Uh, it's coming. It's coming. So for, for uh, my hope is that you guys, whichever camp you land in, the one that says, hey, I like this stuff where I don't hear Tony talk as much because that gets old. And those of you that are like, hey, I'd like, I'd like to be able to get back to just jumping into the Bible, uh, we'll be back to that next week. So we'll continue the All In series next week. It'll be kind of a summary capstone for us, and then we'll start a new series the week after that. But today, uh, we're going to continue this All In series. It's going to continue to be something a little bit different than what we typically do. Uh, we're gonna, we're, I'm, I'm not going to preach a text, so to speak. I'm going to read a couple of verses and, and talk through those just a little bit, but I'm not going to spend my uh, 40 minutes walking through a text that I typically would. Uh, instead, we're going to talk a little bit about what it means to be all in. And this week, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about what it means to be all in on mission, all in on mission this morning. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 says, And Jesus came and said to them, this is verse 18, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now this is what we know as the Great Commission. This is uh, the heartbeat of what sends us out as a church, as a people, as followers of Christ. No matter what church you go to, the mission should be reflected somewhat in this. Now, every church is going to express that a little bit different. Every church, whether they want to admit it or not, has their own identity, their own way of talking about things, their own way of looking at things, their own way of framing things and setting things out there. But no matter what church you go to, The mission should be something close to this. Ours, we we say that we are here to glorify Jesus, to glorify God by making, growing, and unleashing disciples of Jesus. That is our mission. Make, grow, unleash. And we get that straight from this. We pull it straight out of this that our job is to go and to make. That comes straight from this here. So we've been given our mission, our, our commission by Jesus to go out. And it would, be, it would be wrong for us to talk about being a disciple of Jesus if we don't talk about going out. If we don't talk about, if we don't talk about what it means to, to make disciples. You see, we can't just talk about discipleship in the context of community, although that is how discipleship and formation happens. We can't just talk about discipleship of our kids and our students as we've done the last two weeks. We can't talk about the discipleship even in the, 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 the framework of numbering our days as we've done with our gumballs the last couple of weeks if we don't come to talking about making disciples by sending us out. There is no sense in which you can call yourself a disciple of Jesus if going out is not part of the mission that you have. 
So here at Providence, we want to make sure that we are intentional about that. We've built our mission statement around it. That mission statement is something you will hear a lot around here. It's not just for this little series. And then we'll put it back on a shelf for a couple of years. We build everything around that. Part of what we tried to show you uh, the last few weeks is that the Make, Grow, Unleash, that our programs that we have here as a church are structured around that idea. We don't have extra programs. We try to be as minimally programmed as we can. And part of the reason is because we want you to have the freedom and the ability to carry this out. So this begins and it starts with your own personal walk. Being a disciple is about more than knowing your Bible. Somewhere along the line, we have, we have kind of meshed those two things together. That if we know more about our Bible, we must be a faithful disciple. If we know enough scripture, if we memorize enough scripture, if we know enough stories, if we know how to connect those stories, then we must be a good disciple. But unfortunately, that's not the definition of being a disciple that we find in scripture. It's about far more than that. Now, don't get me wrong. I want you to know your Bibles. I want you to know them inside out. I want you to know how it all fits together. I want you to be able to, 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 to dive into that and know exactly what, where you're at and what you're doing. And I want you to know that for your own personal formation, but I also want you to know that because I want you to be able to share that story with somebody else. Now, this would be easy for me at this point to go into a... Uh, a, a, a a really kind of easy preacher thing to do, which is make you feel guilty about personal evangelism. It's not hard. I can talk about all the ways that you haven't done personal evangelism. I can make you write down five people that you're going to go share the gospel with this week, that you're not going to share the gospel with this week, and then you'll feel bad about it, and you'll come back here the next week, and you'll say, I didn't do that. Can we just move on to the next topic now? I don't want to do that. But what I do want to do is I do want to encourage you to consider these words. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded. And then the promise that he will be with us even to the end of the age. And what I want to just lay out there for you guys is to say, if, if, if we as a church just come together, just study the Bible, but never share this message with anyone, we will have failed utterly as a church. Now there's all kinds of ways that we can do this. All kinds of ways that we can talk about this. If you, if you turn over just a, a, a few, skip over a book and then you move over to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, a couple books. Verse 8, it says, but you will receive power. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. If you'll remember in, in the book of Acts, we, we studied this, I don't know, a couple years ago. It all runs together for me. But uh, we studied this, and, and what's happened at this point is that, that Jesus has died, he's come back, but he has yet to ascend. And so as he begins his ascension, where he goes to be with the Father, and he leaves his disciples, he's given them this great commission. They've gone nowhere, nowhere yet, but he kind of underscores the commission with this, and he says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And he lays that out there and he says, That's where you're going to go. And what I want to kind of lay out there for you this morning is we want to try and model that for us here in Jefferson City, this kind of uh, fourfold 
division, threefold division of, of Jerusalem. You teach them, but they had yet to go out anywhere. And he says, you're going to go out to these places around you to Jerusalem. Now, that would have been tough for a lot of those disciples. And it would have been tough for those disciples because those were people that they knew. And those were people that knew them. And they knew their faults, and they knew their, 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 the ways they had messed up, and they know, they'd seen them, they'd seen them around. They knew these guys were just fishermen. A lot of them were just fishermen. They knew that, 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 that there was a tax collector. That, that these were guys that it's going to be hard for them to get their message out in their immediate context, but that's the first place that Jesus sends them. And so if we're going to model this, what Jesus gives is the commission and kind of fleshes that out just a little bit. We start in Jerusalem, and so that begins with you and your, your closest circle. So that's going to begin with your own family, sharing the gospel with your own family, your children, and how you bring them up. And then it will expand a little bit to those that you see and that you are around. And this is going to be different for everybody. I can't give you a one-size-fits-all, this is how you do evangelism. I can't give you that because depending on what your job is, depending on how much you're around other people, it may lend itself to those type of conversations or it may not. But what you have to be able and be ready to do is to be a willing and uh, faithful witness to Jesus so that whenever those conversations happen and whenever you steer those conversations in that direction, you are able to communicate back and to say, let me tell you about Jesus. You may go a decade, you may go 15 years, and all you do is build a friendship and get to know somebody and, and be kind to them and tell them that you go to church, and they may not be interested at all in anything that you have to say, but then they go through a divorce, or then they go through a loss, or then they start struggling with depression and anxiety or any number of things, and that may open up a window for you to be able to say, hey, let let me talk to you a little bit about this. I've, I've gone through something similar or, you know what, the Bible speaks to some of the stuff that you're going through. And it just begins there with just conversations that you have with people. That's where things begin. That's where sharing the gospel begins. We could go forever. Honestly, I feel like this would be a, a, a personal conversation to have with each of you to figure out what that would look like in your own life. But I would encourage you to consider who around you are those type of things that you can start, you can start conversations with, that you can begin uh, talking to and just building a friendship with. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's a coworker. Figure out who that is that you feel like God is saying, you know what, just develop that relationship with them. And here's the thing about personal evangelism, and I think part of what has made this so hard for so many people, is we have made personal evangelism, for some reason in the American church, like a one-on-one uh, -on -one contest. And so it's just me trying to get you to come over and believe what I believe. But the context that, that, that this is given to us in Scripture is that this is a, 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 a team here at the church that works together to help and to, to support that. So maybe you're the one that has the relationship with somebody. But I don't think you need to feel like you're the one that has to be able to answer every question, every argument, and you have to be able to, to detail all the details about Jesus and, and answer all the apologetic questions and then come in and say, now, you have to believe what I believe because I've answered all your questions and I, and I made that happen. What I believe is that the church has been gifted and equipped in, in, and equipped in such a way that 
Uh, I can bring somebody to be a part of a front porch community or a men's ministry event or a women's ministry event. They can come and they can be a part of this or just come and have their kids be a part of Providence Kids and they just sit in here. And at that point, it becomes all of us working together to make, grow, and unleash. It's not just a one-on-one, we've got to be able to figure this thing out, I can't ask for any help. I don't, think that's how the, I don't think that's how evangelism is meant to work. Sometimes it works that way. Sometimes that's exactly what God calls you to do. But I don't think that's how it always works. So my first thing I want to say uh, as we begin talking about missions and going out and following the Great Commission is to be all in for Jesus in 2020. My challenge to you would be to, to be more intentional about how to get your faith out there. And if you don't know any non-Christians, then you need to expand your bubble just a little bit. You need to figure out how to meet some of those people. You need to figure out how to be around uh, others so that you can learn from them and they can learn from you and you can be in a place where you can form that relationship. So the first thing that I would say is if you're going to be all in for 2020, you need to be able to find a place where you can share the gospel, begin a relationship with somebody that doesn't know Jesus. That's where it begins with us, and that's where I would challenge you that it begins with you as well. That's part of being a disciple. The other way that we talk about Jerusalem and whenever we talk about uh, being all in here for Jeff City is our local ministries that we support, right? So I just talked about Life Outreach Center this morning. I talked about how we support them. These uh, organizations that you see up here, Renovatus, Life Outreach Center, RUF. RUF is the campus ministry at Carson Newman. We'll talk about them a little bit here in just a, uh, in just a second. These are uh, organizations that our uh, missions budget, at least a portion of our missions budget, goes to support. So these are uh, organizations that we financially support throughout the year. Uh, different amounts uh, depending on needs and, and other things. But these are the three local ministries that we support. And we support Renovatus. You guys know about Renovatus. You've heard us talk about it uh, in a lot of different ways. Uh, a recovery community that teaches uh, addicts that, and those that are coming out of prison how to get a job, how to, uh, how to just basically do life in a way that they've really never known how to do life. It teaches them how to farm, how to have a job, steady income, steady career, all kinds of different things. It gives them a place to live. That is one of our ministries that we uh, support. Pete was up here in October, and he, he preached and he spoke, um, who, who leads Renovatus. That's one of our ministries. There's all kinds of ways that you can support them now. You can give financially. You can volunteer. They have their CSA signups that are going on right now. They're getting ready to, uh, to expand that. CSA is how you get produce from that farm, locally grown, organic produce. You get that. Uh, from that farm, you sign up for it, pay a flat fee up front, you go pick up your produce uh, every week. Uh, John, you're signing up for that right now, right? I thought so. Yeah, so talk to John afterwards, and John will get you, get you hooked up with that. So that's not just you writing a check and you get nothing for it. You write a check and you get all kinds of great vegetables and stuff back, and that's a great way to support Renovatus. Uh, Life Outreach Center, I've talked about them this morning and the ministry that they have. Uh, and then the other one here is RUF. RUF is a campus ministry at Carson Newman that we've had a long-standing relationship uh, with. Uh, uh, several years ago, the campus minister at the time came to me and basically said, hey, I've got no really great conservative churches that any college students want to go to around here. I'm so thankful you guys are planning a church here. Can I send all of my students to you? 
And I said, yes, absolutely, 100%, do it. We would love to have them. And that started a really great relationship that bears fruit in so many different ways. And I can't wait to tell you about one of those ways here in just a few uh, just a few minutes. But, uh, so we're connected through, uh, through RUF because we believe that Carson Newman is a very strategic mission field on a lot of different levels. Now, we have a college ministry. We have, we have money budgeted for that. Uh, Jacob and Jordan have been leading that. They've been doing a great job with that. But we also want to support some of the things that are going on on campus because the reality is Jacob's got a job. He can't be there during the week uh, but there's a campus minister with RUF that can be there during the week, that can have lunch, that can be around those students. And so we support RUF, we support uh, that campus minister that's there because of what they can do and how they can connect uh, students both to us and us to the students. Because we believe that Carson Newman is a very strategic mission field. Because what we have is we have a bunch of students that are coming here for four years or five, or six, depending on how things go. Coming here, and they're hanging out, and they're trying to figure out what their life is. They're trying to own their own faith. And then at some point, most of them, not all of them, but most of them will leave, and they will go somewhere else. Now, we love it whenever the students stay. And it's hard whenever the students leave. But when they do leave, we are able to send them out and say, go on mission Go find a place. And we've been able to see all kinds of fruit uh, that is born from that. And we'll talk about that more in just a minute. So that's our three local ministries that we support. And then we also support our local schools through our backpacks that you guys have seen. We are in the process of handing those backpacks out right now. We've got uh, at least one school scheduled for this week to give them out. Gave another school or another uh, a bunch of them out to Jeff Elementary last week getting those backpacks out into the hands of the teachers. We do worship serve during the week, and we have other ways that we are looking to be able to be involved in the school. So that's our ministry to Jerusalem. That's the starting point for us of what it means to be all in. And we've been developing those for a long time, those relationships. We've been developing those, trying to establish those for many years. Now, I'm going to skip over just for a second here the, uh, the, the middle part of that, the the, the Judea. Judea is kind of the, the, the middle part. I'm going to go to the Samaria. Samaria is the, the part of going out to people that are totally different from you, that have a different culture, that are in a different place. That's what Jesus calls, uh, calls the, the disciples to do. For us, that's international missions. That's how we define that. And we would also go with the, uh, the end of the earth, that all kind of in there together. That's international missions. Uh, missions. And so if you'll bring that up there, all in for Ecuador. What we've been working to do over the last couple of years is establish a partnership uh, with this ministry, Contigo, in Ecuador. That means with us, that's, that's how you translate that into English. And it is a, uh, an organization that is, may, maybe loosely compare that to the Boys and Girls Club, loosely, um, but it's also an orphanage. It's, it's got all kinds of things where it's helping the youth of uh, of Ecuador. Now, we've talked a lot about that mission, mission trip. We've talked a lot about some of the things that they're going to be uh, doing down, th down there. But what I want to be able to do is I want to show you guys a video uh, that, we're, that we, we asked the, uh, the SEALs to put together a video for us. Now, they went to Guatemala a couple of years ago, and we asked them to put together a video that just talks a little bit about how important it is to get out of your comfort zone and to go and to share the gospel. So if you guys will go ahead and show that video. 
We got our first opportunity to go on a mission trip with Providence Church in 2016. We went to Guatemala. We really didn't know what to expect going out of the country for the first time. Um, I'd always heard that uh, you get more out of your first mission trip than you than you give, and I can uh, relate to that now because it really was a humbling experience. Um, the men, we spent the, the week building a block home for a family. Another thing that we got to do, we got to go to homes and install rocket stoves to make more efficient for them to be able to cook and make it safer and not have all the smoke in the house. And they were so excited and appreciative of us coming. Even though I was 11 when we took our trip to Guatemala, it still had a major impact on my life. Living in a first world country and having the necessities, I never really imagined people not having those things, like water, food, electricity, clothing, etc. Guatemala really opened my eyes to the many things this world needs. And one takeaway I really had was that I needed to have more gratitude. The people we saw in Guatemala were so grateful for everything, whether it was the block house that he talked about or the rocket stoves and the toothbrush that she spoke about. They were so grateful and excited to have those things and talk to us about Jesus. So I'm very thankful that I got to be able to go on the trip and to my fellow youth and everyone, I would really encourage you to go on a missions trip, whether it's here or hundreds of miles away, because I promise you will be really impacted. We made a lot of friends that week in Guatemala, not only in the community, but also the, the workers at Clubhouse Guatemala. They really care about the people and have a heart for sharing the gospel. The hardest thing we had to do was say goodbye at the end of the week. So, uh, d despite what it looks like, Mandy is not holding them hostage to shoot this video. Uh, they, they legitimately, I, I've, I've spoken with them, were excited about their trip and wanted to be able to share their testimony about how, how uh, impactful it was for them to go and to be a part of that. And so, while they were in Guatemala, the trip that we have coming up and the partnership we are working to establish right now, this will be our second trip down to, uh, to Ecuador, is uh, um, with, with Contigo that I, that I talked about there before. And so, that trip will be coming up here in, in June. So, for those that are in here that are going on that trip, can you guys just stand up for me, those of you that will be going and, and heading out on that trip? So, uh, you got them, and then I, oh, there's Bob and Elisa right there as well, so. Oh, yeah, Kenny's there in the back. So, uh, this is a really great trip. We're super excited to be able to have uh, this, this, uh, this kind of crew that's going and on their way down there. Uh, what you will see, you guys can sit down. Uh, what you guys will see whenever you walk out this morning is there's some bookmarks that have been made that we would encourage you guys to grab. They'll be handing out some of those bookmarks. We would encourage you guys to grab some of those on your way out just as a reminder to pray for them leading up to this trip and to uh, commit to, to, to pray uh, for them, for the finances and all the things that go along with trying to pull off an international mission trip like this. Uh, and and they, can, they can give you more information about how to, to pray for them and to what in uh, what ways that you can be praying for them. And then as we get a little bit closer, we're going to give you some more specific opportunities to pray for them uh, as well. 
And I say this because there's a lot of ways that you can support this team. And I want to be clear about this. That's the team that's going, which I think there's probably still room if you would like to go and you want to jump in there. Uh, you could go on that one uh, as well. But I want to be clear. This is not they're going, we're staying. This, this is their mission trip. We don't have a part in it. Everyone in this room has a part in this mission trip. Either you are going on this trip or you are sending on this trip. One, one or the other. There's no, I'm just going to watch and see what happens. Either you're going or you're sending. You can send with prayer through these and through other opportunities that we'll have. Or you can help them out financially. One of the ways we're going to be able to do this is at the Forks and Friends. Whenever we have the Forks and Friends that will be coming up here uh, at the, um, the end of the month in February, uh, a lot of the students that are going on this trip will be, able to, uh, will be looking to raise money at that Forks and Friends through uh, serving you and caring for you that night. And I would encourage you guys to come, bring some cash, be ready to tip your waiters, and, and they will be able to, to help pay for uh, their trip and all the expenses that go along with that. So there'll be different things. I'm sure we'll have other uh, opportunities as well as we lead up to this to help raise some funds for this and some money for it. I encourage you guys to be, uh, to be a part of this. So there's nobody that can say, I'm not a part of this. You can help financially and you can be praying for others. And so that's our international, and, and our hope is to be able to go right now every other year down to Ecuador. If we have more folks that are interested, more folks that want to do it, maybe we'll be able to increase that and go yearly. But man, we would love for you guys to be a part of that and to ask questions. One more mission trip this year that, that just came about. And we're going to fly from Providence Church here in Jefferson City. We're going to fly up to, uh, to, to Central Park, and we're going to take a look there in Central Park, and then we're going to fly down a little bit. We're going to go over Times Square. We're going to go over the Theater District. We're going to come over here to the Empire State Building here in Midtown uh, Manhattan, and then as we pull out from Midtown Manhattan, we will fly south over the World Trade Center, the Financial District, down to the Statue of Liberty and Liberty Island, and from there, we're going to fly out over the bay, we're going to pass over the Brooklyn Bridge, and we're going to land in Queens, in Long Island City in Queens. And there's a church there called, called Bridge Community Church. And we are, uh, and I'm super excited to announce that we are forming a partnership with Bridge Community Church in, uh, in Queens, in New York City. This is something that Chris and I went to New York City, I think it was four years ago now, um, and we went over September 11th, spent a couple of days, met with all kinds of church planners up there. And for various reasons, a partnership that we sought out at that time just didn't work out. Things didn't connect the way that we wanted to. Things did not go exactly how we had hoped. But we've been praying to, to be able to be connected to this city somehow. Emily and I have had a chance to take a couple of vacations there. We really love the city. We have uh, just a growing heart for the city and then uh, I found out just a few, uh, few months ago something that's really a, a game changer. I don't know how many of you guys remember Ryan O'Neill. We'll show a video here in just a second. But he is a uh, college student that was here that was connected to us through RUF. Connected to us through RUF, was here for several years, left from Carson Newman, went to, uh, went to seminary, got married, 
and now lives in New York City and is a part of Bridge Community Church as a, as a uh, church planning intern up there. Now, I don't think he's going to be there long term, but he's there now. And I've asked Ryan to put together a little video for us just to, uh, for those of you that don't remember who he is, maybe you'll, you'll see him and you'll, and you'll recognize him, but he'll also kind of convey to you what it is we'll be doing and how it is we are connected now uh, to Bridge. So go ahead and show that video, guys. Providence Church of Jefferson City. I hope you guys are having a good Sunday morning. Uh, today, my name is Ryan O'Neill. Uh, from 2011 to 2015, I was a college student at Carson Newman University. And uh, during those four years, God had graciously allowed me uh, to be a part of what he is doing in and through you guys at Providence Church. And I was really uh, continually under your care that I um, was shown uh, what it looked like to love Jesus uh, to love the word, to make disciples, and to go out into all the world and share the good news of the gospel. So it's been about uh, four to five years since I've uh, been with you guys. And since that time, uh, God's done a great work in my life. Um, after I graduated Carson Newman in 2015, I uh, went back home to Middle Tennessee for that summer, did a internship in a missions department at a church um, uh, there near my house. And during that summer as well, met my wife as she was interning uh, through the North American Mission Board here in New York City, actually. Um, and uh, Haley and I got married in 2017. But right before that, after the internship, I moved to Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary and spent two years there and then moved to Auburn, Alabama in 2017 when uh, my wife and I got married and uh, she finished up pharmacy school. Our church in Auburn, Alabama, Lakeview Baptist Church, uh, has two churches here in New York City, uh, one in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, that's uh, been around for about seven years, and then Bridge Community Church, the church that we're a part of here in Queens, Long Island City to be exact, uh, that launched formally this past Easter, uh, April of 2019. And so God's doing a, a great work here. Uh, how we got here is uh, through our past involvement here in the city, but also as Haley, my wife, was graduating pharmacy school this past May, we were asking God, where would you want us? Uh, we were looking at pharmacy residencies, which are uh, a year uh, long residency. And uh, so we put multiple options on the table, including New York City because of its uh, strategic nature and because of our church in Alabama sending out people to the city. Uh, so we put it on the map, not ever really thinking that it would come into fruition. But last March, we uh, got the word that God had matched us here and we moved here um, in June this past summer of 2019. So we live in Sunnyside, Queens, uh, which is about five to seven minutes by subway from Bridge Community Church in Long Island City. And uh, we're actively involved in uh, this church plant. We um, thought if we could give a year of our lives uh, anywhere, why not do it somewhere strategic? So my wife Haley is a pharmacy resident at Brooklyn Hospital Center, um, where she's actively involved in uh, pharmacy in that hospital context. And then I um, work through uh, the North American Mission Board as a church planning team member at Bridge Community Church and uh, also work part-time at a local school in our neighborhood to strategically build relationships um, in Sunnyside, Queens. And so to give you um, a little context of where we're at, Queens County, uh, the borough of Queens is the most diverse county in the United States. Um, there's around 130 countries represented on the seven-line subway that goes through our part of Queens uh, we also neighbor Jackson Heights, which is the most diverse uh, neighborhood in the entire world, representing 110 countries uh, in its own neighborhood. Uh, we're around a strategic Chinese population, Hispanic, um, Middle Eastern, etc. Um, in Long Island City, where our church is, 
um, is one of the fastest growing neighborhoods in the in the U.S. right now, and it's actually one of the most socioeconomic uh, neighborhoods in New York City. Um, you have on one side Queensbridge Housing Projects, which is the largest housing projects in North America, and then on the other side of our subway track, you have high rises that house. Um, young professionals that are paying monthly rent what others on the other side of the subway are making in a year's salary. And so um, we're really seeing a context where our church is of how do we reach um, both the rich and the poor. And uh, the great news is, is that the gospel does that. And so we're seeing God do um, a lot of awesome things in our neighborhood. Um, there's 14 known languages in Long Island City, um, and we're seeing uh, God do that work. And so uh, as um, Tony Runyon reached out to me a few months ago, finding out that I was in New York City and um, met with the elders, etc. Um, we're seeing that there's a the partnership with Providence Church of Jefferson City and the long time long term work that God's doing here. And so we're excited to host you guys for the fall festival uh, that we do every October uh, to give you some context of that fall festival. Um, the fall festival is a yearly thing that we do. This is the second year that we did it this last October. And uh, there's actually a family, uh, two sisters that were baptizing their adults um, in two weeks um, that just came to know Jesus um, as a result through meeting them in our fall festival. They have a brother that's close to coming uh, to put his trust in Jesus, and each of the two sisters have multiple kids. Um, every Sunday since October, that church has faithfully run about 12 deep into our congregation and uh, they just felt loved by us uh, being actively involved in the neighborhood. And so uh, this is an event that we can't do without uh, churches to come and partner with us. We say when uh, churches send their teams into our city and into our context that you help us expand our footprint. And so you coming to partner with what we're doing in our neighborhood is uh, incredibly strategic and invaluable, but also you're praying like you're going to do this morning and um, your financial giving and just your support uh, is is just invaluable. Like I said, William Carey said that um, he will go down in the pit if his uh, church, if his uh, the body of believers will support him and hold the rope. And that's what you guys are doing. So anyway, um, again, my name is Ryan. My wife Haley and I live here. And actually, Jonathan Keaton, um, a friend of ours who also went to Carson Newman and uh, was at Providence during college years, one of my best uh, friends is here with us as well, working strategically at a Chick-fil-A in Queens and actively involved in uh, Bridge Community Church. So um, again, we're excited about this partnership. We love you guys. And uh, if we can do anything for you uh, about what God is doing here, um, please don't hesitate to contact us and let us know. So uh, we love you guys again. Thanks. So that guy is awesome. Um, I don't know how many of you guys met him and knew him here before, but he is a good guy and he's doing some amazing things. And God... Uh, providentially has connected us with him and with Bridge Community Church, had a chance to uh, make some contact with their pastor. Less than a year old, but the fall festivals, their biggest outreach ministry that they do, this would be something where, similar to what we're going to do this Sunday, kids play some games, give away some prizes. We go up there for a, a day and we run that fall festival, set it up, run the games, tear it down. That's what it would be. Uh, this trip might be long if you would like to spend some time in the city. might be just short. It's the end weekend of fall break uh, in October for uh, Jefferson City or for Jefferson County and Hamblin County. It's October, I think, 16th, 17th, and 18th. That's uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then we come back, uh, we come back home. Uh, if you would be interested in this, I'm not saying you're not committed to anything. You just be interested in going. Cost would be somewhere in the neighborhood of about 
six to seven hundred, probably about seven hundred dollars a person plus meals, um, maybe a little bit less than that. We still have to decide that. But if you'd be interested in being a part of this, uh, there's a sign-up sheet out there on the counter. Just write your name down. Here in a few weeks, we'll have an interest meeting where we'll get folks together and we'll just talk about what we would do, how many people would be going. Just if you're interested in being a part of it, we'd encourage you guys to sign up for that. I am super excited about it. I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be a great trip, and I hope it, it forms a partnership where we can do uh, many different things with this church and that, that Ryan is able to, to get us connected here. As I said, Ryan may not even be there in October when we go. Uh, he has asked that you guys would pray for them because in June... Uh, his wife's residency is up, and they've got to decide, are we going to stay in this very expensive city, or are we going to go somewhere else? And uh, they, don't, they don't know the answer to that one just yet. So you can be praying for him. I'm going to pray for us now as we wrap things up here. I would love to answer any questions you guys have about, uh, about Ecuador, about our local uh, places that we support, about New York City, any of those things. Um, I just want to encourage you guys to be all in, and don't let going on mission be one of those things that you shy away from but that you're ready to go all in. Will you pray with me? Father, this morning we celebrate the work that you are doing around the world. We celebrate the fact that you don't even need us to do this work around the world. That if we don't show up in New York City, if we don't show up in Ecuador, you will accomplish your will. But God, we also celebrate the fact that you choose to use your people in this work and that we may be blessed through... Um, through going out on mission, and we thank you for the promise that whenever we do go out on mission, you will be with us even to the end of the age. So Father, I pray for our local ministries. I pray for, uh, for Bridge Community Church in New York City. I pray for uh, Contigo in Ecuador and all the people that are doing work in your name, that you would uh, give them grace, that you would give them uh, provision, that the wind of your spirit would blow and that people would come to know you and they would come to know you personally and that that would happen uh, through the various ministries. And Father, I pray that we would be faithful to support them and to come alongside them. And as Ryan said, to be able to hold the rope for those that are in the pit with others. And we ask this in Christ's name. Amen.